back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football, but Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith. Joining me as always is Trevor Scott and Kerry Dempsey. How we doing tonight, boys? Doing great, man. Yeah. How are you doing, Kerry? I'm doing great. Do you want to know why? Why? You sound sick. Because you guys suck. I proved myself right. Don't have to do a challenge. Patriots beat the Jets. Not shocking. Beat the Chargers. Four and four. I was right. Beat that. All right. Well, we'll make another one for you that's not so easy before the season's over. When the Patriots go finish out the year 13 and four and shock <laughs> right. right, right, right. Sound a little sick, Carrie, but you still better be drinking something tonight. Are you drinking something? Beer will always help cure any ailment. <laughs> Carrie Dempsey in quotes, 8.49 p.m., November 2nd, 2021. Beer will cure all ailments. Follow that, children of the world. <laughs> what are you drinking? Okay, so what are you drinking? <laughs> I get a Miller Lite tonight. Nothing fancy, you know. Are you Just ever going to have anything fancy? I feel like it's nothing fancy every week. You know what? Maybe one day. Maybe one day. We can dream, can't we? But <laughs> We can dream. You never know. Maybe. One of I'm these drinking... days I'll talk to you guys. Gotcha. I'm drinking one of my favorite Ambers. I'm drinking, shout out to Belgium, a new Belgium fat tire. Drinking out of the bottle because it tastes better that way. It does. But I agree. Sad that Oktoberfest is, is over. But next year around the same time, I can't wait to drink it for four weeks straight again. You know, what are you drinking? What, what we should do uh, next year during October is actually do a meetup and do uh, a live stream at an Oktoberfest festival. Should. That'd I know be, a place. That'd be fun. All right. I am drinking uh, another local local beer from Athens, Georgia. Creature Comforts Brewing Company. One of their most popular beers. Tropicalia. It's an IPA. Um, it's not too hoppy, which is pretty good. It's got a little bit of citrus flavor, so... Sounds I'm enjoying good. it, and I'll probably have two or three before the end of uh, end of the podcast. So that's all. Yeah, just just two or three. Yeah. <laughs> if if it's not a six pack, you're a failure, pretty much. <laughs> not a six pack, you're a failure. Bottles so, or can. So we're gonna jump right into the news. Uh, first up, got some bad news coming out of Las Vegas. Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs the third was released from a hospital to a Las Vegas jail ahead of an initial court appearance Wednesday on multiple felony charges after a after a uh, vehicle crash that left a woman dead and rugs and his female passenger injured. Police and his attorney said he was hospitalized with unspecified injuries. They said they were not life-threatening, but uh, it appears that alcohol was involved on Ruggs's part. Um, and so he is facing felony charges of driving under the influence of alcohol, resulting in death and reckless driving. Uh, that's according to Las Vegas officials. So, is this the end of Henry Ruggs' career in the NFL? Mm, absolutely, yeah. And um, I heard his injury, uh, I don't know if it's completely true, but I heard it was like uh, some with his hip. I don't know how serious it was, but that's what I heard. Heard the injury was not that that has anything to do with his NFL career being over, but um, yeah, 
Never say never at the NFL. Yeah, that's 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 something. I mean, but, Ray yeah. Rice wasn't allowed back in the NFL, and all he did was beat his wife. It seems that's all he did. <laughs> but who do you, who do you think will step up for the Raiders in that offense now if Rugs gone? And he was he was really starting to uh, yeah come out this year. The good thing was they don't really have a. I mean, obviously Waller is head in, but with their receivers, they didn't really have a go-to. It was kind of yeah. a lot of guys that Carr could throw to, whether it was Renfro or Edwards or Jay Jones. Brock. He kind of broke out a couple weeks ago. He had a good, good game. He might be able to step into that role a little bit. Have his yeah. numbers go. I think in terms of consistent targets, I think it's got to be uh, Edwards or Renfro. But yeah. Um. I mean, I think it's just going to lead Derek Carr to try and lean more on Waller, if I'm being honest. And, mm-hmm. and Waller hasn't even been healthy for yeah. the last couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah I know. had to go without Waller. So, yeah, losing Ruggs is going to be a deal. But once he gets Waller back, that should help anyway for a team that's already 5-2. and two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is, uh, you know, obviously um, thoughts and prayers out to the family of the of the person killed in the car accident. Um, drunk driving is not a joke. Dro- uh, <laughs> Immediately laughs. No, I no. Mis- I said joke instead of joke. No, drunk I, I, driving I mean, is not a joke. Um, his girlfriend too, or whoever the female passenger was, apparently she had some uh, pretty serious injuries as well. Yeah, that's what I was reading as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, not a good situation there. Um, obviously, for rugs and and you know the life that he's been trying to build for himself in the NFL, um, and obviously you know not a good situation having someone die in a car accident. See, the thing that confuses me about these kinds of stories with like NFL players getting drunk or really like wealthy athletes getting drunk and then getting in car accidents. It's like, you're so rich, just call an Uber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just call an the Uber. NFL actually, the NFL actually is a service, though. They come play. Pick they players. do? They yeah. do? That's just, I, I'm just. <sighs> but, I mean, by the same token, not, you know, rationalizing it at all. But, like, that's another thing about, like, going into these professional sports being, whether it's NBA, MLB, NFL, being 19 to 23 24 years old and then getting millions of dollars one of the first things all these athletes do is buy a, a nice car a fast car yeah and with all that money comes a lot of responsibilities and you know unfortunately it doesn't always work out that way but yeah I, I, obviously yeah, rugs, it's an unfortunate rugs, story i feel bad for the kid and he's i, I can call him a kid because he's younger than me um i feel he's bad for the kid yeah. um because Obviously, obviously, it's just a massive mistake that he's made. You know, he didn't go out driving drunk to kill somebody, but it's a mistake that's probably going to ruin his life. So, you know, obviously, I feel bad for him, but um, at yeah, the same time, time, huh? Yeah, all it takes is one mistake, especially when you're when you're you've worked your whole life to get to the NFL. Um, to uh, all it takes is one mistake for you never to see the field again. 
So, but I mean, if anything good comes out of this, other athletes, other young athletes that are going to be in a similar position anytime in the future, hopefully they can they can make the right decision. But yeah, it's just unfortunate. I hate stories like this. Because mm-hmm. he was a really, really, really talented young receiver and seemed to have a bright future ahead of him and just one stupid mistake. Um, in other news, um, on a much lighter note, <laughs> uh, we got some trade deadline news. Again, another disappointing trade deadline for the NFL, but we did get a couple big moves um, over the past 24 to 48 hours. Uh, Von Miller was traded to the Los Angeles Rams um, for a 2022 second round pick and a 2022 third round pick. Um, I was uh, reading a little bit up about this. A lot of experts agree that um, pretty much uh, break even on the trade in terms of who gets what. What do you guys think? Um, I think it kind of worked out best for both sides. I mean, the obviously Vaughn Miller being super talented, super top tier at his position, a great pass rusher. But I mean, what's what's he really doing in Denver ever yeah. since they've been to the Super Bowl? Like, it's great to have a guy there for that. It's great to have a guy like that in the locker room. But at the end of the day, they're going to need to rebuild a little bit. They're going to need to work on that offense. And an aging Vaughn Miller, I don't know how old he is, but. I mean, like getting a second. 33, 32? 32, I think. 32. Yeah, 32. So, yeah. Um, but being able to get a second-round pick out of that, that helps the Rams a lot more than it helps the uh, the Broncos right now. But, you know, maybe a couple years in the future, that second-round pick can be a really pivotal spot for the Broncos. What do you think, Kerry? I don't know. This Rams team, I don't really trust – for the full season all yet they're mm-hmm. really they're really top heavy obviously they have a ton of star power especially with you know ramsey donald now vaughn leading the defense mm-hmm. but you know after that not a lot of depth not a lot of talent beyond them and really it's going to also come down to stafford who you know hasn't had much playoff experience in the past playing for the lions so a team looks great on paper but it's Will it fizzle out by the end of the year, especially the playoffs going against, you know, a team like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers leading yeah. teams? And Vaughn was a guy that we actually mentioned on our uh, overrated podcast earlier this year for a guy mm-hmm. that missed all of 2020 with injuries. You now he's been off to a good start, not great. Obviously, with Donald there, it's going to be a big presence. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Donald getting double team, triple teams. That- you know, 25, 50% of the game. Yeah, it makes Bond, it, it's going to make it tough. Like yeah, it's going to make it tough. You're going to kind of have to pick your poison against that D-line and that pass rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think neither neither one is a good option because <laughs> you can't double-team two guys. Yeah. You just can't do that. Um, and typically defensive lines don't have two big-time playmakers like that on uh, you know, lining up opposite of you. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, teams are going to have a tough test coming to block those two guys. Um, mm. But, yeah, I, I agree with Trevor. I think it works out best for both teams. Um, I agree with most experts on this. I mean, obviously, Broncos, they're not – right now where they're at, they're not in a 
let's go get a championship mode, which I feel like the LA Rams are are doing that, doing that. You know, they're selling out. We're going for it this year. Um, whereas I think the Broncos are more like we're gonna build the team uh, and then go after a championship and say two to three years. Um, because they have a decent base right now. They just need to get some talent. Obviously, at the quarterback position is where they've struggled a little bit over the past few years um, since Peyton uh, retired. But uh, well, I, do you think that uh, a second and third round pick is going to help them improve enough to get to a spot where they could compete um, potentially for like a top spot in the AFC? Uh, I, I definitely think so, especially, like, um, just, I mean, it seemed like at the beginning of the year, a lot of people thought that this team was maybe, like, a quarterback away. Not a, not just any old quarterback, but with the rumors, with Rodgers coming at the beginning of the yeah. season. Looking how weak the AFC has been this year, if they had a star quarterback with, with this roster, they could definitely be up there with a surprising team, kind of like how the Bengals are at the top of the AFC right now, but... That could definitely be them, and if they play their cards right, that could definitely be them in a couple years. So they can add a quarterback next year, and they'll you know have a couple more draft picks. This team could be obviously a year away at least, but could be a contender. But it's just crazy how much the Rams, the last first-round pick the Rams have had was Jared Goff. They continually <laughs> trade away their high picks every season. Yeah. They just have no faith high round picks and just keep building around everywhere else. Um, here's a question for you guys. What do you guys think about, cause, uh, Trevor mentioned, uh, everyone thought Aaron Rodgers was going, um, maybe to the, the Broncos in the off season. Um, do you think August. Aaron Rodgers sticks around in a Packers uniform next season? Or do you think he's, he's, uh, moving on from the Packers organization, especially, Considering the start they had, seven one just knocked off uh, Cardinals, um, broke their undefeated dreams. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it's obviously going to matter mostly how this season ends. Uh, the NFC is a little bit tougher than the AFC as it looks right now. But um, if I was Aaron Rodgers and I had to give you a definite answer after this, what was last week? Week nine, week eight. Whatever it was. Um, I would say if they get to the NFC championship game, whether they win or lose, I think he considers staying. But anything short of that, I think too much has happened in the past. They haven't put enough talent around him. They have He hasn't had that sturdy relationship with the front office. I think we could definitely see a move. And I think the Broncos would definitely be a top three destination. And there's so many options where he could go, which is kind of just where really he wants to play. Where so he wants teams to that need a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, even teams that have like decent quarterbacks, you could see them like getting rid of them for Rodgers, whether it's like, you know, like Las Vegas or mm-hmm. just teams with like middle of the range quarterbacks that adding Rodgers might take them over the top. I think Saints would be a sneaky contender for him. Pittsburgh, there's just a lot of options out for him next year. And I think he moves on. Yeah. I mean, who'd want to live in Green Bay when you can live in, like, <laughs> Miami or New York or big-time city? Miami. Rodgers in Miami. Yeah. I, I thought maybe last much. year, but I don't think I don't think the roster's close enough for him. 
mm-hmm. to go there. But but yeah, this was supposed to be their last dance year. But I mean, they look good. They look yeah. really good. Yeah, it should be a good game. A couple weeks, we would take on the Rams. That should really yeah see those two powerhouses face off. Yeah. Um. So moving on to the next uh, trade deadline uh, move that was made. And that was Pittsburgh trading Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs finally getting a uh, top pass rusher on their roster. Um, that helps out their defense, which is severely lacking. Uh, what do you guys think about this one? He's old. He's not going to do that much. He wasn't playing much in Pittsburgh. I don't think he's going to help that much in KC. I mean, the, he can't make their defense any worse, but... I think it's just lost at this point how bad that defense is. Yeah, the defense is, is really bad all around. They're not getting pressure on the quarterback. Their secondary is not good enough to be out there covering receivers for four, five, six seconds. And, I mean, this might help a little bit, how, even if he doesn't play every down, have a, a fresh, you know, starting, not anymore, but a good quality pass rusher, but – I mean, it looks like the offense has been figured out. It looks like the defense is just laying down during some games. They they don't they don't look good to me at all. I could definitely see them missing the playoffs. I know you guys talked about that a couple weeks ago, but I mean, they barely beat the Giants last mm-hmm. night, and the Giants a t- offense that was missing Saquon and Galladay, and mm-hmm. yeah, they barely snuck through that game. Yeah. yeah. Do you think uh, so? Going back on that conversation, do you think that the Chiefs can make the playoffs? I think they might sneak in there. I don't think they win the division. I think maybe like they they might snag one of the last two wild cards. But there's a good like group of teams I could see fighting for that spot. I think it's going to come down between like five or six teams for the last few spots. So it's yeah. really kind of hard to see early on. Yeah. I think it's really just going to come down to the wire with teams like, you know, the Browns. Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah Indy, Indy's kind of turned their season around. They looked really good last week. What game did you watch? The game where they almost knocked off Tennessee. That they were up 14 nothing in the first quarter and blew it. They, they lost really in sucked. overtime by a field goal. Carson Wentz kept throwing awful interceptions, throwing ducks. Oh, no, I, I think they're like fine. I just, I think there's a lot of mediocre teams in the AFC this year, yeah. and that few of them are going to sneak in. Yeah. It but sucks that they started so slow because with Henry going down, being out for the year. Yeah, a little bit. Is closer, he out for the year? Six to six to ten weeks post. They think he might be back for playoffs if they get there, which oh, okay. probably they should at this be point. Able to get to, yeah. mm. but, but that does look, open the door for the Colts in terms of uh, wins later on in the, the year. The question is, if it's too little, yeah. too late at this point. Because mm-hmm. yeah. are the yeah. Titans six and two or five and two? I think they're they're six, six and two. Six and two. And the Colts are what three and five? Three and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now so I'm, I'm still... not saying that they're gonna. The Colts aren't gonna win the division. I'm saying that they got a chance yeah, to sneak bear... in the playoffs. Bearing a collapse, yeah. I but, mean the I next mean... the next few games. So they have the Jets, the Jaguars. Then they have the Bills and the Bucks back to back. But then they have the Texans. Then they have the Patriots. 
then they have the Cardinals, then they have the Raiders, and then they finish on the Jags. So no faith in Tyrod, Zach? Huh? <laughs> I mean, no faith in Tyrod? I don't trust that O-line to protect him. He might be out in two weeks. Might be out again? Yeah. He's the most I mean, unlucky man in NFL history, so. Literally any team in the AFC you could consider for the playoffs at this point. Like the Jets, who knows with how bad the first AFC been. Listen, what are they like? Houston, they can still turn it around. I mean, I, I could see teams sticking in with like a 9-8 and eight record with how bad the back end of the They're AFC They're going to go 10-7, and seven, make the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. Tyrod Taylor finally gets <laughs> the respect he deserves. Like, is there any AFC team you truly believe in? Like, when you even go through um, the top teams? No. Buffalo, if the Dolphins had a competent offense, the Dolphins would have won that game. The Titans are lot, aren't going to be the same team without Henry. The Ravens are good, but I wouldn't say they're great by any means. There's just a lot of question marks with the AFC this year. Yeah. A lot of then good you NFC the... teams, but yeah, a lot of question marks across the AFC. So who's your guy? Who's your guys' uh, number one team in the AFC right now? Uh, mine's Buffalo until I guess proven otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I there's agree. a couple yeah, teams in that second tier. Like I think the Bengals and the uh, the Ravens are kind of in that second tier. But I, I think, think the Titans until... are in there as well. Oh, Titans, yeah, in the second tier. But are you, are you still as high in Cincy after the Mike White show last week? Mm, no, I think you can't be like after somebody loses to the Jets, like you can't just like push that <laughs> under the rug. But like, it's the Jets, you know, like you just lost to the Jets. Like, after someone, no qualifier. After someone loses the Jets, like uh, here's a question: funny. If if Mike White beats the Colts on Thursday Night Football this week, the Jets back in playoff contention. The if Mike the White Jets playoff? beat the Colts. On Thursday night football, they'll be three and five. I guess they would, they could low key be in the hunt, but I don't think that's going to mean anything. So if they beat the Colts, that puts them at three and five, right? Right. Then they have the Bills, so it's three and six. Dolphins, they, got- they can win. Texans, if Tyrod's healthy, they have no chance of winning. They can beat okay. the Eagles. The Saints they can beat, the Dolphins they can beat, the Jags they can beat, the Bucks they won't beat, and the Bills they won't beat. So that puts well, that them at game, like But that last Bills game might not matter, but the Bills might be benching there. That's true. So you don't So what is that like eight and eight if they win all the games that are potentially winnable? Yeah, you could see them pushing eight nine wins, maybe. I don't no, I think mean, so, that, but that depends. Jets, I mean if Mike White shows up, then yeah, they're good. But if Mike, eh, we'll what, wait. what are you guys thoughts on Mike two point What are your thoughts on the Mike White show? Is he a top ten quarterback right now, Zach? No, I need to see back to back weeks of that kind of stuff. Do you know who's the guy? That, that is pretty impressive, though. though. You got to admit that's impressive. Michael Carter. He, Michael Carter did play really good. It was impressive. I just, I mean. He was just throwing checkdowns to Carter the whole game. Mm-hmm. That's Another not entirely game. true. He, yeah, he had, I mean, he did have some great throws that, like that Keelan Cole touchdown they got reversed. Yeah, and then both of his picks, like the back-to-back picks, they were, were like, his fault, yeah. they weren't his fault. It's 
Michael Carter bounces right off his hands in the defenders. Like, okay. He started like 11 for 11 or something like that and threw two back-to-back interceptions. And I don't know if you saw the comment about Robert Sale or whatever his name is, that he wouldn't he wouldn't confirm he, or deny that he's like, oh, Mike White could potentially be the quarterback of the future. Good. How crazy would that be if they got Zach Wilson and Mike White ended up being the chess QB? Freedom. I bet there's Zach, a team out there that would want him. He put Zach but Wilson I, in the right offense. I hate when coaches, like, a backup comes in and plays good and they just immediately, oh, no, the other guy's our starter, just because. Yeah. I like what he said. Was, yeah. was, last, was last week the week of the backups between Mike White Geno Smith playing well against the Jags. Trevor Simeon play well against the Jags. Our defense is Trevor awful. Simeon be- beating the Bucks, and Cooper Rush surprising the Vikings on Sunday. The week of the backups. Yeah, it's backups. Yeah, Davis Mills played like doo doo still, but he had a great fourth quarter. Which <laughs> didn't show up for the first three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you guys think of that Sunday night game? Between the Vikings and the Cowboys. It was, uh, I thought it was going to be like a shootout, and it wasn't that, and I was really upset. <laughs> I think, I think Zimmer has to be on his way out. Uh, like, yeah. there's no way they should have lost the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was the game for the Vikings to turn around their season. Yep. They couldn't capitalize. Yep. He threw for what, 330 yards, 325 yards? They yeah. completely outplayed Cousins. Yeah. Cowboys six and one. Shout yeah, out to I Zeke. think Zimmer's got to be gone at the end of this year. I don't know who they go to. Yeah, they've been. But they've been such a disappointment. They just can't win games they should win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been so close. Twenty-four, and... twenty-seven, L to the Bengals in overtime. 33-34 loss to the Cardinals in week two. Seahawks, they won 30-17. They got beat by the Browns, only putting up seven points. They barely beat the Lions. They barely beat the Panthers. And then they couldn't close close it out at home against the Cowboys. Which, by the way, did you guys notice that uh, the Vikings fans were cheering Coop every time Amari Cooper caught the ball? No, I didn't notice that. That was really weird. <laughs> Every time Amari Cooper caught the ball, they go "Coop," like they do at, at in Dallas. But I was like, guys, he's not on your team. I know it's like a. a thing Is he from around there? I don't think I so. Hmm. But you it was like so. The... It was like audibly loud in the stadium. Like it was echoing through the stadium. That's what surprised me about it. Did you get? Did you guys know who the 2018 Cowboys backup quarterbacks were? Was it Kellen Moore? Cooper Rush and Mike White. Okay. <laughs> and he, oh, man. Here's the question. Why, Rush played pretty well. Why wasn't he the backup last year when they're starting Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert? Listen, we actually asked Ben DiNucci to come on our show, so we should not yeah. talk bad about him. Can't talk trash about him. If you heard that, we still want you on. But yeah, um, but it's funny you say that, Zach, because I went to a Bucks game a few years ago. I think they had Josh. 
I think it was Josh Freeman years. It might have been Jameis years. I don't know. It was a while ago. But um, Bucks were horrible. And I remember it was against the Cowboys. And, geez, I mean, nobody – but there was no Bucks fans at the time. But the Cowboys fans traveled. They came out of nowhere. And when the Cowboys scored, it seemed like half of the stadium scored – or half of the stadium cheered. So – I mean, Cowboys – I mean – that's I know they have the they have like the moniker of like America's team or whatever. They do travel very very well. Kind of yeah. like uh, what's a what's a college program that travels really well? Kind of like the Yankees and Red Sox. I go to a lot of Rays games and yeah, Yankees, Red Sox, the baseball. The Miami travels well, even though we suck, but. Uh, and when I say Miami, I'm talking about the Hurricanes, not the Dolphins. But Miami Hurricanes travel pretty well. I mean, in the kickoff game in Georgia, it was pretty 50-50 split on the crowd um, against Alabama, which we got absolutely mm-hmm. torched by. But, you know, whatever. Here now. Anyway, I want to go into our last topic on the trade deadline. We kind of went off on a little tangent there. But... Uh, so there was a lot of talks about OBJ getting traded and Deshaun Watson getting traded. Neither of them get moved. It looks like they're going to be staying um, in a in Cleveland and Houston, respectively. Um, were you guys surprised by this at all, or was this pretty much expected? There's there's never any trades in the NFL, so I didn't expect <laughs> any big ones to go down. Yeah, I think the most exciting part, the best part about, like, NFL trade deadline is just like being on Twitter for like a few days beforehand mm-hmm. thinking about <clears throat> seeing everybody's thoughts on the trades looking at all the like fake jersey swaps but like yeah I didn't really expect anything crazy to go down ex- especially with Watson yeah, yeah, but they just start you... acting like the NBA and MLB trade deadline yeah they do yeah I mean uh, when but... Uh, from what I understand, especially with Watson, um, so the OBJ thing, I think it was specifically about money because he still owed so much on his contract um, with the Browns. But with Watson, it was still that Houston is asking like for the moon. Um, and I every guess... team that was even slightly interested was scared off by the fact that they're asking for like first three first-round picks or something like that. And it's just like, uh, I guess not worth it. I guess... I guess what what happened with Miami was that they initially agreed and then they had come closer. He was closer to settling in all his cases. And once that happened, Houston raised their asking price again. And then Miami was not interested at that point. And I mean, I don't, I didn't think that was a great trade for Miami anyway. Their whole offense is a mess. I don't think Tua hasn't played well this year, but you really can't place the blame on him. Completely on him. I think he's horrible. They're they have the wor- one of the worst O lines in football, and their receivers are trash. I don't think two is a great quarterback by any means, but he's not the real issue there, right? For for now, at least. Yeah. They have a lot. They have a lot more to focus on. Yeah. But OEG, I guess people were interested. They just didn't want him enough. I hear New I just, Orleans and, yeah, and the Browns were really, were really close to a trade, but they couldn't quite figure out the money. So, you guys think he'll bounce back once he leaves Cleveland, or is he pretty much washed at this point? 
I think he has the potential to bounce back. I the problem is I think OBJ only fits well in a system that moves the ball vertically very often. And Brown the Browns don't do that. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, he gets oh, he can still get open against the best of them. Yeah, like, I mean, he's a good wide receiver. Playing. He runs routes very well. The issue is mm-hmm. is like the Browns just don't work the ball down the field often. So it's like he doesn't fit well into that system. Like Jarvis Landry is a much better receiver for the Cleveland Browns system that they run than Odell Beckham Jr. Even though if I were to have a team, I'd rather have Odell Beckham Jr. than Jarvis Landry. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I could see him going to wherever Rodgers goes next year. I really wanted him to get traded to Green Bay today. Yeah, that would have been a good one-two punch with him and Adams there. Yeah, like, that would have like, uh, oh. that would have made me convinced that Green Bay is going to the title. Like all NFL trade deadlines, they just let us down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're going on to a new segment. We don't have any debates for tonight, but we do have some hot takes for you guys. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and start it off. My first hot take is is a two-parter. So the first part is that Tyron Taylor gets taken off IR this week, plays, and Houston absolutely steamrolls Miami on the road down in Miami. What is your definition of steamrolling? I'm talking like 20-point Vic. What? <laughs> So we got Texans by 20 at least in Miami. Yeah. Do we all have two uh do we all have two hang on, Gary, hang on. Yeah. We all have two hot takes, right? Yes. Let's pick one that we're a little more uh the one whichever one we're most confident in, let's put something on the line on it. Okay. My, I'm more confident right. in my second one than I am in my first one. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and what's your second one? My second one is that Tyreek Hill is overrated. Hmm. Okay. Think he's I'm, a system wide receiver? No. Well, actually, yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, so Tyreek Hill, obviously, he's a he's incredibly like athletic. You know, he's fast. He can change direction so quick. My issue with Tyreek Hill has been this year, and I bet it's been uh, Patrick Mahomes' frustration as well, is that. He tries to catch with his body way too much. And I think that makes him a worse receiver than a lot of other guys in the NFL. Now, he works well in the Chiefs system, which if you watch, it's a lot of crossing routes. It's a lot of getting guys open in an open field and allowing them to make moves. Um, but this year especially, Tyree Kill has struggled with when he's gotten the ball thrown to him, he tries to bring it in with his body. It pops off of his arm or his shoulder pad straight up in the air and is picked off. I can guarantee you that Patrick Mahomes is frustrated with how Tyreek Hill has played this year because I think like four or five of his interceptions this seasons or this season have been off of Tyreek Hill dropping passes and it getting picked off. I think that right now... I'm not saying like all time he he's been doing this, but right now I think he hurts the Chiefs more than he helps them. 
Interesting. I don't well, know what I, I mean, can put I don't, on that. I haven't but... noticed it. Yeah, that's true. I haven't noticed it as much with with Hill because I, I just don't watch a lot of Chiefs games because I hate them. And I like that they're bad now. But anyways, I was watching last week and I just saw Kelsey too. Like is dropping these passes, hitting him in the hands, and I don't know. I guess yeah, somebody I mean, had to. So somebody I've been, had to. I've been watching. Um, even if I didn't get the chance to watch the game, I watch Red Zone every Sunday. But even if I didn't get a chance to watch the game, I go back afterward and watch the highlights of the game on YouTube because you can at, uh, on the NFL YouTube channel. You can watch the highlights, and basically it shows you every positive play from scrimmage um, in scoring plays. Yeah. Um, but, and it also shows you turnovers. And when you watch, if you go back and you watch every game and you watch Patrick Mahomes interceptions, most of them, not all of them, because some of them are him just running for his life, chucking one up and it getting picked off. A lot of them are, it hits the hands or the chest or the shoulder pad or the arm of his receiver pops straight up in the air and it gets picked off by either a corner or a safety. And it's like. And I feel like I've seen at least four or five this year specifically off of Tyree Kill. Now, he's a freak when you get him in the open field. Like, he's just impossible to predict how he's going to move because he's he is so quick and he, he can start and stop so fast. But when you look at the turnovers that the Chiefs have had this year, specifically the interceptions, a lot of them are coming off of his shoulder pad, his hands, his arms, He's just not bringing in passes. Now, it's not to say... Obviously, if you look at his fantasy scoring... I have him in fantasy. If you look at his fantasy scoring... He's incredible for fantasy. Because he just gets so many receptions. Especially if you're playing in PPR. But, if you look at how he's impacting the team... I would say it's more negative than positive. Hmm. I mean, if a guy's getting like 200 yards, is almost at 200 yards in two games, it's I don't think it's really negative. I mean, he's the whole team as a whole said bad, so it had a bad year, and Mahomes has been pretty inaccurate at points. So obviously, some of it Hill's fault, but you can't really put it all on Hill. I'm not putting it all on Hill. I'm putting the dropped catches to interceptions well, like, on Hill. Four or five interceptions that maybe he's getting exposed a little bit this year. I mean, he's always just been a you know deep threat. He's never really been a you know one of the big guys and go against good corners. He just has to get open. That's always been his go-to. Deshaun Jackson, but faster. And he's been asked to do a little bit more this year with guys departing from last year. But, yeah. um, and I think that's yeah, part of the Chiefs' problem yeah. is they didn't invest in other receivers um, during the offseason. They put a lot on Hill and Kelsey. You know, so in a way, I guess you could call it being exposed a little bit, but I think it's just a sheer volume of, of passes being thrown those two guys' way that is causing mm-hmm. all the issues to happen. But it's pretty easy to game game plan against them when you literally know they're only going to throw out to those two guys. Yeah, oh, it really I mean, is, yeah. even even like, if one of the two are unhealthy, like you can only count on like 
at most four targets to Meikle Hardman, who's their number two guy, apparently. I mean, Hill's already seen 12-plus targets five times this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Giants game, 18 targets. All Mahomes is doing just throwing a hill. It's like you throw it so much. Obviously, team's going to figure it out at some point that you can't throw anyone else but hill. Yeah, and, and you, it, becomes, it becomes one of those issues where you hear like teams are one-dimensional. Typically, that's used when you only run the ball. Like it's used against the Browns a lot because they only run the ball. It's used against. It was used for a long time against the Titans with with Derrick Henry, but uh, in this instance, it's only throwing to one or two guys instead of utilizing the whole field. Yeah, their offense has definitely been figured out this year, and that's why they're barely four and four and maybe going to miss the playoffs. Not probably, but maybe. Yeah. But yeah. Kerry, what are your two hot takes? My two hot takes? Um, number one, Ryan Tannehill, who I think's had a good year, but people are kind of just always – they've always underlooked him. And his TD interception ratio this year hasn't been good at all. So Speaking I think of people guys that lost to the Browns or yeah. the Jets. <laughs> the utter disappointment. But, <laughs> like, his numbers hasn't looked great on paper to, like, people – when you look at him versus last year. But I think he's really going to take off without Henry as they lean more towards the passing game and kind of silence his doubters a little bit. I mean, because, look, in, like, in that Buffalo game – his, his numbers on paper were terrible, but he played a great game. So he's kind of more that if you don't look at the stats, more if you watch him play kind of better. And I think an obvious critique, critique of him for years has been that he leans on Henry too much. But I think with Henry out, he's going to kind of lead this Titans team as the passing has to take a step forward. And as Julio gets healthy, this team pretty much is going to easily run away with the AFC South. Mm-hmm. And probably be one of the top contenders in the AFC. You think if Henry is out the rest of the season, how likely is it? The rest of the regular season, I should say. Um, how likely is it that this team could still get the number one overall seed? I think it's likely just because I don't really have any faith in the rest of the AFC. I mean, I could see them, you know, struggling without them too and, but I think with how easy the schedule is, they're going to get at least get 10, 11 wins. But it's just going to be kind of how the Bills and the rest of the AFC shapes out. But should be a really big test over the next two weeks. They get the Rams this week. So that should be a huge game going against the Rams team, which many people think is heading straight to the Super Bowl. That's Sunday night, right? Yeah. And then they got the Saints the week after who shut down Brady. So a couple big prove-it games for Tannehill early off to really – See what this team's made of without Derrick Henry. Is Vaughn Miller going to be active this Sunday night? I'd assume he will, but probably on limited snap basis. Yeah. Wait. But so what would be? What would? It's not stats. What would be your like measuring point for um, him having a him showing everybody that he's good? I think it's. I mean, obviously, I think the stats are going to. Improve. Jump out a bit more, yeah. Without Henry, you know, as like as I said, they've really 
leaned on the passing game early on or in the running game. So without Henry, the passing game is going to start to pick it up. Mm-hmm. He's been very accurate. It's just, I mean, if you look at his, I think he's thrown what, like 10 touchdowns, like seven or eight picks. So like when people look at that, they're like, Oh, he's having a terrible year. And obviously like, those aren't great stats by any means, but yeah, and it, and a lot of that has to do with the injuries that they've had to deal with. But yeah, Julio's and you know losing Corey Davis is another thing, and they lost Johnu Smith. So I mean, they really don't have too many weapons. As you know, Julio's missed a lot of the year, but and he does a lot of two in the ground game, which people really don't think about. But he's not he's not one of the great running quarterbacks, but he's still you know he's good twenty. Rushing yards a game, he gets a. He's got maybe three or four rushing TDs, but I think overall he's just. He's never going to be named as one of the great quarterbacks, but he's a really good one to have. Yeah. You know, I think if you take step forwards, maybe 12 wins this year, somewhere like that, and, you know, the stats start to improve a bit, I think he'll start to shut up his critics a bit yeah. and show it's more than just Derrick Henry's team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. What do you think? First, hang on. First game without Henry. What do you think his stats are going to look like this Sunday night against the Rams defense? That one's going to be interesting. Mm. Be, yeah, um, it, it'll be interesting to see how he does there. I mean, yeah, there's... that's kind of an outlier. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd expect somewhere like you know, like 200, 250 passing yards, maybe two passing tees and a rushing TD, something along there. But it kind of just depends how the game flow is in that game, and we know the Rams' defense is pretty deadly. So, I mean, I know that uh, I know that we had uh, that uh, Titans fan on a couple weeks ago talking about how Derrick Henry's could be the greatest of all time in terms of the running back position. Um, BG. Yeah. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think that you know Ty? I'm not going to say it. it. sounds weird to say this, but is, will time run out on Derrick Henry to become the the GOAT? I mean, running backs just don't last anymore. Yeah. What what top five running back has does not have injury problems at this point in the NFL? That's McCaffrey, true. always. Cook, always hurt. Kamara. You just go down the list. No one can stay healthy for more than, you know, four or five years. And, mm-hmm. As good as Henry is, I think I said that to him on the show too. I just don't – him staying healthy is a huge issue for running backs, and I don't think he'll be able to keep up the dominance. If so what you're saying is them old was boys was built different? Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> you just look new running backs just don't last. You don't see guys yeah. – If anybody's I, built different, though, it's Derrick Henry. But it's also so unfortunate that it's a foot injury – because he's really going to have to stay off that. He's, what, 250 pounds? Yeah. Um, he's really going to need to stay off of that while he's recovering. But it's going to be very interesting whether he comes back this year during the playoffs or even doesn't make it back this year to see how he, how he comes back. Because, I mean, if anybody's going to come back stronger, have a comeback like AP, it's going to be Derrick Henry, I think. So, so uh, there's actually a really interesting uh, – a thing coming up in professional sports. I don't know how much you guys know about this. Um, working as a golf professional at Chickpea Woods Golf Academy, um, 
a lot of these uh, hyper-specialized athletes, which you get nowadays because they only play one sport and that's their one focus, and then they make it to professional sports, um, and then they end up having injury problems, a lot of that comes from only playing one sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how much that has to do with the Derrick Henry injury. I don't know how much that has to do with anything. But it is interesting that a lot of the what we would consider the best players at certain positions seem to always struggle with injuries. I mean, look at Michael Thomas as a wide receiver. I mean, Kerry just named four of the top five running backs in the NFL, and all of them struggle with injuries. Um, now, I don't know what kind of conversation we could even have about this, but it is interesting to see all of these guys struggle with injuries considering that they're considered to be the top of the, of the game at their position. Mm-hmm. But it's just one certain position. You look quarterbacks. You see the top quarterbacks struggling with injuries every year. Even receivers. I mean, some do, but you look at the majority ones. Yeah, but Adams, you look at you know, quarterbacks as well, and a lot of them do other things. I mean, you literally just had Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers in a golf match. <laughs> you know, golf is not football. I understand it's not football. How many guys get injured playing golf? Uh, a lot more than you think, actually. There's a lot of elbow injuries and stuff like that. Which is why, Seriously. which is why, actually, at the academy, we we encourage people to play other sports. Because making the same movement over and over again, you're putting stress on certain parts of your body that the human body isn't necessarily capable of sustaining that amount of stress on a certain body part. For a certain amount of time so if you're making other movements with that body part it strengthens those joints and the muscles and the tendons and everything so that it's actually easier for you to maintain that over a longer period of time i think um the thing about most specifically running backs in their small window i mean a, a successful quarterback is gonna throw for uh, i don't even know but off the top of my head but let's say what eight yards of completion maybe more than that 10 yards of completion same thing with wide receivers going down the field a successful running back in the nfl is going to get four yards of carry and they're going to get hit hard by 300 250 pound guys every time they get three yards that's true that's true um in terms of uh But in terms of receivers as well, I mean, you look at the best receivers in football, they all struggle with injuries. Well, we don't. What are some of the best receivers in football? Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins. Devontae Adams just missed a game because he was hurt. He had COVID. He had COVID? Yeah, what the... Devontae Adams has played in... 12 or more games every season of his career. 12 14, or more. No, but one. 12 or more? So you're saying he missed games because of injury? Every player misses. Are we talking about missing the season? Every player misses a few games here and there. How many running backs have season-ending injuries? How many times do you lose running back or receivers, cornerbacks to injuries? It's completely running backs. That's the the thing about, like, teams like the Titans and the Browns going into a season. Like, 
knowing how much of their season and how Whoa. much of their Oh, I just found the coolest thing ever. So what? it's a uh, I'm sorry, I was just looking up Devontae Adams injury history. Um anyway, it's a it's a website called draftsharks.com um backslash fantasy. Um going over Devontae Adams injuries that he's had. All of his injuries are to the right side of his body. So he's had several concussions, um, several thigh toe sprains on the left side, knee sprains. That's so cool. I'm sorry. I completely derailed that conversation, but... No, it's, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so, uh, so they put his chance of injury per game at 15.3%. His chance of injury in 2021 is 94%, and that is the percent chance that he misses at least two quarters due to an injury. They I mean, projected players... he would miss three games in 2021. How many players play 16 games a year? The... Not, Not Brandon Scherf. Sorry. Not Brandon Scherf. That's exactly right, Trevor. I'm so fucking Sadly. happy. <laughs> If you look at it down the line, every other position, you know, missing a few games here and there, it's football. Obviously, people are going to get hurt. Yeah. But the position that's consistently losing season and injuring is running back. And you look at even, like, the young guys like Jonathan Taylor and just, like, what's the expectancy that they'll be able to last in the NFL three, four years at best? Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying that. I mean, obviously, running backs have a shorter – shelf life because they're running into guys that are 300 pounds um versus guys that are like at most 200 220 maybe if you're talking about a big safety um i mean obviously the shelf life for a wide receiver is going to be you know longer than a running back just simply by dint of the hits that they're taking um but at the same time the hyper-specialization, I think, does have something to do with it. Now, whether or not... I, I haven't looked too far into this. I am not 100% sure on anything I'm saying. I am not a doctor, but... Dude, I'm going to clip that. But, I'm going to make that clip. But when you look at hyper-specialization in sports, um, especially you look at... I mean, even in golf, it happens, where guys... It is only... golf. That is an old rich man game. Next subject, please. Okay. So even in golf... Um, you look at a player like Jason Day, who has struggled with a lot of injuries because that is all he has done since the age of 13. That's all he's done is play golf. And he struggled with a lot of injuries in his career because of that. Same thing with Tiger Woods. Didn't play any other sports. He's had knee issues, elbow issues. I mean, these guys just struggle with injuries because of hyper-specialization. Now, I'm not saying that's why i'm just saying there is a correlation there anyway <laughs> yes that okay carrie well your first take was obviously hot enough to get a spark out of me and zach but what what is your second take that was your just your first take right yes okay patrick mahomes is a system quarterback changed my mind uh. Patty Every, Mahomes. 
every quarterback we've seen in KC has looked good. Alex Smith, I bet probably best season of his career, the year uh, Mahomes is drafted. Chad Hennies, he's looked very good in the system too. Mahomes is a great quarterback. He's got a lot of talent. What would he be anywhere as near as successful in an offensive system if he was starting quarterback for the Giants? I think he got a decent, not great. Spoiled. It was the perfect situation, the perfect coaching staff, the perfect weapons, and a great mentor, Alex Smith. Between all that, it set him up for success. But now, they're kind of teams starting to figure out that system, especially with the defense struggling so much. That for oh, it's not that hard to stop Mahomes. And I know, as Zach mentioned, the receivers have had a couple drops that have led picks this year. But Mahomes is also incredibly lucky with passes not getting intercepted. He especially was in the past. That's why this year it's been surprising with the interceptions, just because. Oh yeah, yeah you're talking about in past years when he did throw those balls across his body, throws it to the opposite side of the field, the no look passes. Yeah, so, yeah, I have noticed that in years past. The Lux just kind of ran out this year, but then like, I mean, even last night, he only had the one interception, which was on the receiver more than him. But he had two or three balls which should have been picked off also, and he just looked very inconsistent ever since the Super Bowl. He has not looked like the same quarterback. And obviously, he's a ton of talent, top 10, top 5 quarterback. But would he be anywhere near where he is in another system? If he had been drafted, as I said, for the Giants? Um, I think you raise a very good point because I think he was spoiled immediately entering the NFL. Um, like, I remember having... I had Alex Smith in fantasy that year, and I think he was the number one or number two quarterback. He was putting up great numbers every week. They had a great offense. They had all these weapons. But, um, yeah, Mahomes coming in there, obviously super talented, has great arm strength. He, Like you said, top five, top ten, but I would say top three, top four talented arm, most talented arm in the NFL. But he's still young. I don't know if I would say he's a system quarterback just because how the talent he has in his arm, but I do think he was spoiled, which likely made him a little bit overrated to where he's actually at in his young career. But I mean, he has a contract worth half a billion dollars and uh, and a Super Bowl ring and a brother who's really popular on TikTok. So surprising. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. System quarterback, but still talented, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uber talented Uh, system quarterback. I respect it. You can just look how, like, different quarterbacks look when they're in the right system. Like, I think to an extent, every quarterback is a system quarterback. I mean, it kind of. Deshaun Watson, when he was playing. Yeah, I think if you put Deshaun Watson in a Jets uniform and put him on the Jets, I think he plays horribly. The Texans had a terrible team around him. That's why I didn't like. I didn't really think he was gonna. When he, all these rumors were coming out about, obviously he would make the Eagles better, but like not good enough. Like I think it would be the same exact thing as the Texans. But me, great quarterback, and still lose every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Detroit Lions did it for years. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like they're doing it again. <laughs> oh and eight. So. Well, except they don't have a great quarterback now. Better than John Kitna. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of like the Patriots this year. Mac Jones. Let's say we flip flop Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence. Would Mac Jones be performing anywhere near where he is in Jacksonville? And would Trevor Lawrence be perform a lot better in New England? Yeah. Um, absolutely. I mean, it really just comes down to how these organizations set up success for the quarterbacks yeah. and set them up to see, which obviously the Chiefs did. You know, the Browns have set Baker up for his success in their offense. Just really seeing the team, seeing the QBs and teams succeed is just how they set them up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, I think the issue is, I think you put Patrick Mahomes almost, any, I say almost anywhere, and I think he still puts up really good numbers because I think his arm is just that good. I think he is that talented with his arm. Um, I've seen too much from him through his few years of playing that I can confidently say this guy's really good. <laughs> um, now that's not to say that he wasn't spoiled. Like Trevor said, like he's spoiled coming into the league. You know, he's given a great team, um, and put at the helm of that. Um, but at the same time, I think that he is a, a good enough quarterback that you would still see, I mean, I think if you put Patrick Mahomes on the Vikings, well, granted, Mike Zimmer's their head coach, so who knows. But I think uh, he puts up better numbers than Cousins. And I think Cousins is a good quarterback. Yeah. Honestly, I see him as like an improved version of Jameis Winston on the Bucks if he was somewhere else. Really? He can make the throws, but he's he just makes too many questionable throws that he has a lot of luck with getting picked off. Granted, his offensive line but, is like the worst ever. He's throwing off his back foot almost every pass. But he's throwing a lot of he throws a lot of throws that yeah. could easily be intercepted. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm like if he like I'm saying if he wasn't coached well, like you know, he's drafted by some terrible team. That he could turn into obviously a guy that throws for a ton of yards, but also has a lot of turnovers, which we really haven't started to see. So this year, when he hasn't been in the right system, and honestly, yeah. I don't think it's the system failing him. I think it's personnel. I think they're Jackson. too weak everywhere. At the at the same token, you were just saying, uh, if you took Mahomes put him on a worse team, he might be – he'd still do the same, put up big numbers. I think what we're seeing this year is Mahomes on a worse team. Yeah. And these are, these are the numbers that he's putting up, which, I mean, he still has good games. He's still – Yeah, I mean, he's, he's but, putting up big numbers. He's just having yeah. to their way up. Yeah. But um, It's just how you set up the team around him. Mm-hmm. Like – Jalen Hurts is another guy I think could be better if he was in the right system. You saw how Philly did, obviously, against the Lions. They don't really matter. But a team like that, they focused on the run. 
they focused on the run with Hurts quarterback, didn't make him do anything. They blew away that game. And then you've seen when they've tried to make him throw, and it's gone awful. It's just really how you set up your quarterback for success is going to affect them. Mm-hmm. Poor Danny Jones. Yeah, poor guy. He had a horrible throw on Monday night that should have been picked off. Did you see that in the safety or linebacker slip? It was when he got hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that, yeah. Threw a check down to either Tony or Booker, and yeah. Shooting got picked off, but the guy slipped and then turned into a pretty big play. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, turned actually into a pretty decent play. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was a bad pass. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead with mine, Carrie. Yours, so yours were way too hot, caused way too much commotion. I don't think mine are that big. Um, it only took you about 45 minutes to come up with those. So. The Browns are winning the Super Bowl. I'm just kidding. Um, no, my, uh, my first one, I'm trying to think which one's a little more spicy. They're both kind of spicy in their own little way. But um, whatever. I got the Bengals winning out. And I don't mean, like, winning out. I mean, like, winning out. I don't know the difference. But I don't have them losing another regular season game for the rest of this year, sadly. They got the Browns next week who are not playing good football. Um, you know, that division's really, really, I don't know. Now, before, before you continue, are you still on the Baker train? No. Maybe when he gets healthy, I'll try to see if I can get back on, but no. He reminds me too much of a quarterback situation. Never mind. But, um, yeah, I got them winning out. They got Browns, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, which Lamar's going to lose that game on purpose for me. But um, Chiefs and then Browns again to wrap up the year. And there's just like being in the, this is a really good year to be in the AFC. And if the Bengals can come together and start playing consistently, keep Burrow healthy, I think they can, they can definitely win out, make some noise in the playoffs. My second hot take is that. One, one, one quick response. Yeah, go ahead. They just lost to the Jets, bud. Okay, but that sometimes when you hit rock bottom, the only way to go is up. Trevor Kirkland, 954, November 2nd, 2021, Beerly Sports, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Sure, bud. Sure. My second hot. Is there any. Huh? No, keep going. Keep sometimes going. you lose to the. You know, sometimes you're. Uh, like, what do they say? Like an arrow, you pull it back and then you let it go and it goes. Doesn't matter. I'm not the most motivational <laughs> guy. Are but you know who doing? is? <laughs> I don't know. No. Somebody out there is gonna know what I'm talking about. I don't think anybody yeah. knows what you're talking. I'm here and I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it inspired me a little bit, so it made sense to someone. What else makes sense is the highest drafted tight end in the history of the NFL already being a top three tight end, Kyle Pitts. Welcome to the rodeo. It took him a while to knock some dust off, but he's right up there. He's a top three tight end in the league. What am I talking about? What are you talking about? Third in yards third in yards per reception he needs some more touchdowns to to bolster that campaign a little bit but um but calvin ridley 
uh, taking some time for himself, not really knowing when he's going to get back. But uh, Matt Ryan going to have to force feed the ball to some to some guys he's not used to. Who I'm better not than- happy with Kyle Pitts. What do you mean? He did nothing for me last game. What did he do? Two receptions. 13 yeah, yards pretty, on six targets. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a lot of pushback on this one, honestly. But um, wait, who do you have above him? Who do I have above him? No, Trevor. Oh. I have Kelsey above him. And then maybe Mark Andrews. Yeah. What? Why not? So you, have, you have Waller and Kittle both below him. Okay, Waddle has sucked. No, not Waddle. Wait, Waller. what did you say? Waller. Oh, Waller. Waller has sucked and he has been unhealthy ever since week one. What? And then Kittle on the IR who sucked before he was on the IR. Yes. Over a rookie that's had two good games in his whole career. Okay, and like, wow, I, you, I, I, you I, also I, have I Mike Gesicki, like who has less yards than Kyle Pitts on does. more receptions. Does he? he also has two at, at quarterback. What? He has two at quarterback versus Matt Ryan. Yeah, he has two what at quarterback? Oh, two. Uh, okay, two, uh, he has the force beating the force beating tight end. Quarterback at quarterback? Is that what you're saying? And that's supposed the to be worse? Horrible quarterback at, at quarterback. Like, I could see Pitts at, I could see an argument for him at four, but I can't, you can't put him above Waller Kittle yet. Well, guess what? I just did. And he's you top are... three, and it's hot. Okay, no, I'm not wrong. I'm just really, I'm too hot for you right now. This take is too hot for you to comprehend. <sighs> Which I understand. Not everybody does spicy food. I just started eating hot sauce like three weeks ago. But <laughs> 484 yards, 14.7 yards of reception. I mean, that's better yards of catch than the guys I named above him, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. But, um, I mean, he's oh, a what a threat. surprise. The, the guy that has a quarterback likes to throw the ball down the field has, a, has more yards per reception. And also, who is he? Who is Matt Ryan even going to throw to on their team? Running backs? Yeah. Well, he okay. does a lot. Cordero Patterson's had... been a savior for me in fantasy. I don't think the Cordero single... Patterson has been a goat this year in fantasy. I don't think a single uh, Falcons receiver besides Ridley has more than 15 catches this year. I think that's true. Yeah. Well, what's his name? Who just came back. Who just came back? Gage, but like obviously Pitts is gonna get more yards when literally he's thrown into a running back. Okay, I'm gonna take him out of my top three right now because his teammates suck. Does that make any freaking sense? You're (laughs) boosting off his yards and yards per catch. Okay, what do you want me to boost off of his cleat size? How about his career like success that he's done? Okay, his career success. Ever since he's been in the NFL, he's been a top three. Tight end for a yard. Can I can According I offer here here's a rebuttal for you, Trevor. He's currently yes. fifth in scoring on fantasy in our uh, Beerly League. You have Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrew, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz above him. Well, that's fantasy football. 
Listen, uh, it still matters. That's what I'm saying. He needs to get those touchdowns because he only has one touchdown. He's tied in five and he has one touchdown. That's so you're saying the, the third best tight end in the NFL has one touchdown in his career? One touchdown. Don't you need to be a red zone presence to, you know, be up there among other No. Yeah. No? Just up that no touchdowns. Yeah, CJ Uzoma has five touchdowns. Hey, the, hey, CJ Uzoma. Nobody cares about that guy. We're talking about Kyle Pitts, baby. <laughs> the unicorn. The unicorn? And I don't even know who Atlanta's playing this week because we haven't done pick them. But if they're not on a bye, he's scoring this week. Put your house on it. Don't put your house on it. For but, Loco Challenge. No. No. Put a Four Loco Challenge on it. Come have on. Have no, we already did a Four Loco Challenge. It didn't work. We yeah, but we could do it again. Time. See if it works no, this it's time. it's not original. You just have it's no faith in the so-called Yeah, it's because you don't believe in your own pick. You don't believe in your own pick. Just be honest. I want to do something original. That's it. Like, you know, Four Loco, it sounded so fun when it was... Time, but it's not time anymore. Now it's uh, time. You have to go. You have to go to Walmart, buy a plain white T-shirt, write on it, okay. "Zach is my daddy," and then wear it around for forty-eight hours. That's the same one. Not quite. That sounds very original. I kind of want to do something involving my armpits. How about you putting pits? Oh, you have to put hot sauce about... on your armpits <laughs> and lick it off. Wait, no, why no, no. Just put hot sauce on your armpits instead of deodorant in the morning. And then go about your day. All right. I'll do that. And I'll make a vlog. If How you have to sit outside at the a stoplight with a sign that says Kyle Pitts is not a top three tight end? <laughs> For 30 minutes. Uh... All right, I'll do one of those if he doesn't score. Which one are we? Which I like the hot sauce. Should we do let the, the hot sauce? Decide? Hot sauce, hot sauce. Should we let the fans decide? Should we run a poll? Because Pitts burned yeah. you. Run if he doesn't poll. score, he burned you. We will run a poll. Fan poll? We'll run a poll. Fan Which poll. isn't even going to matter. Because Kyle Pitts going up against the, oh, great, six best defense against tight ends this week. Hey, but if he's the third best tight end, he can do it. Buddy. Yeah, he can. He will do that. it. Yeah, and he will. He might even score twice. <laughs> All righty. Oh, that was my second hot take. Well, how'd you guys do in fantasy this week, playing each other? Uh, so Trevor actually made it oh, a little interesting. Yeah. I set my lineup this week. Let's go. Wow. And he yeah. still lost. No, that's a win for me. All right. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I went up against some trash team this past week. Um, I kind of felt bad about beating up on them, but, you know, it is what it is. You got to do what you got to do. You know, as a number two team in the league, sometimes you just got to, you know, slam your dick on the table and tell them what's up. Uh, so I took down uh, some trash team, Bucks by 50, uh, 127 to 118. Um, you know, they made it a little interesting, but, you know, I was never in doubt that I was going to take down the W. Um, against some trash teams, two and five, suck my dick. Um, but yeah, I feel pretty good about the W. How about you, Trevor? I feel good because the team, we are building momentum off of this. 
And we're going to do really good this week. I don't know who I'm playing. I am playing Super Camario. He's three and five. I'm two and six. I'm playing Lamar, Camara, Chubbard, Hopkins, AJ Brown, Dallas Schultz, Khalil Herbert. I'm going to lose. All right. How are you <laughs> feeling, Terry? I'm feeling just great. I just knocked out the top team in the league, Raw Talent. Guess what? You don't have Raw Talent anymore. I have Raw Talent. Shout out to my boy, Cooper Cup. Another great week. Love that man. Making white people proud again. Michael Carter. Another huge game. A good fantasy player on the Jets. Maybe. 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 But my team's on a roll. We're back. McCaffrey's going to be back soon. Michael Thomas might even show up to play maybe one day. Got Kittle coming back soon. I forget that you drafted him. I'm coming for first place. Yeah, Kerry's like... Carrie's drafting like thought process was like, I want to be really good in like week 11. Yeah, my team can be really good by the end of the year. We we struggled early on the gates, but once everybody gets back, y'all about to be scared. But I guess it's time to, I can drop Deshaun Watson now. So, yeah, I guess it's time. the end of him. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't, was you up. don't have him on your uh, reserves. I have too many people in my reserves because I have McCaffrey, Thomas, and Kittle. I <laughs> <laughs> can't even do that. But this week, I'm going to bring down Eli Brasa. Poor little guy. He's got nothing nothing to hope for. Us. He's just going to see failure this week. So um, just watch out, little dude. Yeah, so uh, I've got uh, Scott's Tots 5-3. and three. You know, they're creeping up on me, but I'm going to shut them down. I'm projected to win currently. Um... I think if Tyrod Taylor gets removed from IR, he's not been yet. But I'm expecting them to move him off IR tomorrow. This podcast obviously recorded on Tuesdays. I'm expecting him to get taken off of IR on Wednesday. Uh, I think I'm going to start Tyrod Taylor against Miami instead of Kirk Cousins at Baltimore. If they'll Um, even start him, though. I think they will. Um, the season's lost at this point. No, it's not. They can still make the playoffs. Ten and seven, baby. All right. If the Houston Texans make the playoffs, I'll give you fifty dollars. That's a deal right there. <laughs> Wait, what about me? I'm a Texans fan too. No, he made that bet. He can live or die. All right. Uh, I have Cordero Patterson, Aaron Jones, Robert Woods against the a horrible secondary in Tennessee. Without the ability to burn clock, I think he's going to have a good game. Tyreek Hill going up against Green Bay. Um, I just said he was overrated, but he does very well for me in fantasy. I got Kyle Pitts against New Orleans. Going up against a pretty good uh, defense against tight ends, but I think he'll do fine. Jarvis Landry at Cincinnati. Um, I think that with with how many issues they have to throw into Odell Beckham, I think Jarvis Landry's a very, very good pick in that in that game. Graham Gano against Las Vegas. Uh, it's a kicker. <laughs> and then I've got the Cowboys defense against Denver because Denver sucks. So I, I'm expecting a win this week for myself. Probably a loss from Trevor because that seems to be what he does best. Um, and I think somebody's got to keep it weird. And I think Kerry's actually going to get the W this week. So I always get the W, bud. Get used to it. I know uh, they don't have a tight end currently on their on their team, so we'll see how that changes the projections. But currently, Kerry's projected to win. So, 
Um, with all that being said, let's go ahead and head into Pick 'em. The last segment we're going to do for tonight. First off, we've got the Jets at Indy. Who are you going with, Kerry? Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Before, I, before I go. Before, before I go. I have the complete standings. I have them. Okay, so in first place, Ugh. Carry. Why is win, 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 no matter what? 68 and 40 and pick them this year. How many games do I have to win this week to be at 69? All right, you'll go in a second. So Carry's in first. Trevor is in second at 66 and 42. Give me the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> and I am at 63 and 45. So it's tightening up. The spread is only five games, and we're about halfway through the year. So anything Real can happen. Real tight around 69, yeah. <laughs> anything could happen. Um, but uh, going over the records from last week just real quick. Before I move on, got them right here. Hold on one second. And remember to check out our fans pick I'm debuting this week. Is debuting next week. Next Sadly. week. Next week. Um, so, Kerry came in first at 9 and 6. Trevor came in last at 5 and 10. Okay, it was a bad week for me. Yeah, you missed the podcast. You fucking suck. All right, I'll and then I came way. in second at eight and seven. <laughs> All right, so sixty-eight and forty. Carrie, you're gonna go ahead and pick first. New York Jets at Indianapolis. Who you got? Um, Colts. Mike White hype train is over. All right, Trevor. Colts by twenty-four. Yeah, I also went the, with with the Colts. Uh, as much as I'm excited about the Mike White story, I, I don't think it continues. Um, next up, we got Las Vegas at the Giants. Who are you going with, Trevor? Vegas at where? Giants, New York. Gross. Um, uh, I got the Raiders, yeah. Carrie? I get the Raiders. I'm going with the Raiders as well. Next up, Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Who are you going with? Kerry. Um, I don't even know who the quarterback's gonna be, but I'm picking Saints. Trevor Simeon? I don't know if when's Hills I don't know if Hills I think Hills still a couple weeks away, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, apparently. I was like 5-10 and 10 last week. I'm going with the Falcons. Kyle Pitts show. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. take the Falcons as well in this game, simply because of the quarterback issues for the Saints. Um, Dude, my, my left nut could throw against the Falcons' defense. Your, <laughs> can you say that again, please? I just want to make sure I heard you right. Can you say that again, yeah. but softer and slowly into my ear? You heard me, sir. Dang it. All right, next up, we've got the Buffalo Bills traveling to Jacksonville to take on my Jaguars. Who are you going with? 
Carry. The Jacksonville Jaguars will not win this game. Bills. Trevor. Do this game actually interest me? No, it doesn't. No, I got the Bills. I also have Back. the Bills because even though I'm a fan of Jacksonville, I'm not stupid. So, next up. The Cleveland Browns traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Who are you going with, Trevor? Yeah, I got the Browns. That's Gary? interesting. No, Why I'm just you... kidding. I said the Bengals are winning out. I got the Bengals, baby. Okay. I thought you guys were going to correct me. You guys don't care about my hot takes? Nope, not really. Not you missed the you. podcast last week. You mean, you mean the trash takes? I was doing something really important. I bet. But I was asleep. I say Bengals and the Browns season right here. I thought you Bengals. said Bengals and the Browns. They both sure. win. It's a tie. It's We're a tie. all winners here. Uh, I'm also taking the Bengals at home. Uh, Cleveland just not playing very good football right now. Next up, New England traveling to Carolina to take on the Sam Darnold Panthers. Who are you going with, Trevor? Actually, actually, I don't think Darnold's going to be questionable because of the concussion. So it uh, might be P.J. Walker. Hmm. Mm, Patriots, either way. No matter if it's Sam or P.J. Give me the Pats. Over 500. What All about right. you, Kerry? Do you even need to ask? Going with the pass? Pass by 50. You putting four loco on this? Uh, I already did that once, so I would do it again. Maybe later this year. Okay. I'm also taking the Pats, uh, Carolina. It's another one of the situations, just like with uh, Cleveland, where they're just not playing very good football right now. So... Sam, if Sam if, if Sam plays, he's gonna start seeing ghosts again. <laughs> so, all right. Next up, we've got the Denver Broncos at the Dallas Cowboys. Who are you going with, Kerry? I feel like the only the Cowboys would like underwhelm after winning the game they're supposed to lose and then lose somehow to the Broncos, but I just don't have any faith in Denver Cowboys. All right, Trevor. I feel like this is low-key a trap game for some reason, yeah. but yeah, not enough. Good. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys. I am taking the Cowboys as well at home. Next up, Minnesota at Baltimore. Uh, Kirk Cousins traveling up. To take on the Ravens. Who are you going with, Trevor? Lamar. All right, what about you, Kerry? Uh, Ravens. <laughs> Kerry, you can't send me that stuff in the podcast. All right, next up, Houston at Miami. Who are you going with, Kerry? I would say Miami. Okay. Trevor? Um, 
Yeah, Finns. Finns by four. Give me Team. Houston by 25. Especially especially if Tyrod plays. Tyrod plays, it's not even going to be close. All right, next up. The Chargers at the Eagles. Who are you going with, Trevor? Um, I could also see this being like a funky little game. I got the Chargers, though. Just because I want to be a little safe. Yeah, I feel like this game's going to be really high scoring. I'm going to go with the Chargers, too. All right, I'm taking the Chargers as well. Next up, Green Bay at Kansas City. Go ahead, take it away, Kerry. Who you got? I'm torn because I feel like this could be the bounce-back game for KC. Yeah, I'm going to go KC on this one. I think this game bounces them back, and the Green Bay height train starts to cool down a bit. All right, Trevor. Yeah, I don't see that happening at all. So I got the <laughs> Packers. All right, I'm taking the Packers as well. I think Kerry's dumb. Next up, hey, who, Arizona at right? San Francisco. Who are you going with, Trevor? Birds. Kerry? Second questionable pick of the week. I'm going Niners. Why? They, they played well against Cardinals. I don't know if you remember when Lance Trevor, he wants start. to blow his lead. Just let him do it. Oh, sure. yeah, you can definitely blow your load. I mean, you're but, the third. <laughs> but they almost knocked off the Cardinals last time. That's without Jimmy G. But I think with Jimmy G, they'll be able to upset the Cardinals this time. They had a good game last week. Yeah, I did. Two rushing touchdowns. Next up. The Titans at the Rams. Who are you going with? Carry. It's going to be a good game, but I'm going Rams. Trevor? Rams as well. First game without Henry. It's going to be... It's not going to be good. For All the right. uh, Titans. And our last game of the week. Chicago at Pittsburgh. Who are you going with? Trevor. <laughs> I go. Trevor, go. <laughs> Who's the two teams playing? Chicago at Pittsburgh. Uh, um, is Matt Nagy going to be back? Yeah. Probably. Okay, then the Steelers. Carrie? <laughs> Steelers probably get another mediocre performance from Ben, but the defense is enough. I'm taking Steelers. I'm also going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So that does it for the Pick'em. And that is all we have for the show. Um... Why do you guys keep sending stuff in the group chat in the middle of the podcast? Look at it. Don't say anything about it, but just look at it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw up. (laughs) So funny to me. Okay. 
Mm. All right, so. Whew. <laughs> okay, so that, that is, uh, that's all we have for today's show. Uh, Yo, I'm sure you have it already, but if you haven't, really sports on Twitter, you already know, interact with us daily. We got discussion posts for you to talk about. Um, also, and if you like really hoops. Oh. We also have uh, Instagram at Beerly Sports. Um, Always forget that. Uh, you can. How's the TikTok coming, Trevor? Um, I wouldn't say it's coming. I would say it actually came. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have one. We have a TikTok account. Is there anything posted on there? The first thing that will be posted will be the vlog, the video of my hot sauce armpits slash me sitting by an intersection if Kyle Pitts <laughs> does not score this week. That's a promise. Okay. You can also follow me on TikTok at SportsGuyZach. Um, is there anything you guys want to add before we sign off? Kyle Pitts is not a top three tight end. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. Uh, apologies for the weird one last week. Uh, had trouble trying to get Trevor to actually come on to the podcast. But uh, we'll be back next week. Same time as usual. Wednesday <laughs> afternoons. What are you laughing about? The same thing I sent you to. <laughs> Alright. Well, everyone, I hope you have a good week. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.